Namaste. So this is our question answer session. So please start the questions. if there are any or answers if there are any if you have the answers i'll ask a further question yes please, please sit and ask please sit Yes, please. So how do we progress when we are living with people of different kinds and varieties? For a moment we'll keep the love factor on the side, but we'll bring it because it's the crown of the movement. So if you see the progression of yoga in the Gita, and this very much the scheme that Shirobindo follows also, wisdom is the first thing necessary discriminating intellect and then you have works done as service and then love as the core love is the core of all movements so wisdom teaches us first to discriminate or discern between what is true and what is false okay and if you are to move on the path of yoga as we heard in the bhajan just now that we have to accept what is true even if it comes from those who are apparently our adversaries and reject what is false even if our own mind is suggesting it forget about somebody else so when we use this criteria of discerning between true and false and deal with people situations events they are going to be varied in everybody's life then it becomes easy to navigate through the journey of yoga navigating through the journey of yoga may sometimes completely contradict the journey of life that we have led so far it's quite possible it happens sometimes sometimes we have to make very difficult choices arjuna had to make a very difficult choice so at that point of time we have to see what we really want if you want yoga we stay by what is true what is beautiful what is good and pursue that no doubt it may bring its own reactions from people they'll react because people like if you are going the same way as they are going isn't it if they do what they want you to do if they you satisfy their ego if you satisfy their desires you will be the blue eyed boy you will get promotions in the house you will get all the goody goody things you will be regarded as the ideal wife the ideal bahu and everything why because you are just uh... but purpose is not to in yoga we are not trying to find appreciation in the eyes of human beings that's not yoga in fact we are not looking for appreciation or praise we are looking for growing in consciousness so that we can become closer to the divine and we have beautiful examples in our own life 
the life of Lord Ram, Sita, Krishna and many others, did they really get appreciation from their own people? They didn't. So one thing we must understand that the path of seeking praise, pleasing others is one and the path of seeking closeness to the divine is another. This choice will be given to us at several moments in life. Now, when we do that, the question arises, where is love in all this? Even in our dealings with people, if we are honest and truthful, it is an act of love. You know why? Because one of the actions of love is, it brings out what is hidden inside and then changes it. But this can be done with compassion or it can be done with anger. If it is done with anger, then we are no different from what is happening in anywhere in the world. But we can do it with compassion and love, knowing that human nature is full of difficulties. And by our saying something, people are not going to change. They are not going to understand us either. So that should not be the effort of our dealings with people. Our effort should be that we must do what we are here to do. That's all is our given to us. Beyond it is not given to us. Trying to change people is not our task. Our task is to change ourselves. Trying that people should understand me is the most impossible venture that human beings undertake. <laughs> we ourselves cannot understand ourselves. So that part again we should leave to the divine. So the question arises that when people do this, they say, but I do have my emotional needs. If I follow this life, what about my emotional needs? That person will stop loving, this person will stop bothering. Yes, maybe. But don't forget, we'll be close to the divine who is the source of all love. To be close to the divine means always our pot will be more than full and the pot will become an ocean because divine is infinite. So for all our requirements, necessities, emotional and otherwise, we will turn to the divine mother and tell her like a child. She will not judge. Oh, she is asking me for this. Doesn't matter. Tell her all your plans, all your difficulties people around, leave it to her at her feet. So she becomes slowly a friend of all times. And with regard to the world, just have goodwill and benevolent understanding. What is meant by benevolent understanding is people are tied to their nature, so they are what they are. If you love them, you can pray for them, give some she, she sang so beautifully, gives us buddhi. <laughs> Show everyone the path of light and right. And join with them only in the best parts. Leave the rest. If you have a friend and friend says that let's go together. I am giving an example of Pondicherry because you know this is uh, in this context. We will go there or we will do some satsang, read something by all means. But if your friend says, oh, we'll do, you know, let's go, let's become a foodie, go here, there. You can say no. 
it strengthens your individuality. It's very important. And when we have that much kindness to them, no? they put upon us uh, over physical burden. Physically, we are tired. And Don't worry about it. Is not a, uh, I understand. People see, uh, we should see behind everything that why this is happening. Sometimes the divine is just increasing our capacities. Don't look at them who has put the work. Try to take it like this. More work has come into my share and take it that this is work of the divine and I will do it. That's all with that attitude. Of course, if you cannot do it, if you are physically tired or some reason, you should say no. There is nothing wrong with that. With all the clarity in the heart. But at the same time, only those are given more work who are either capable or the divine wants them to become more capable. So look at everything with that uh, sense that it is the divine mother who is leading us through all these appearances of life. This what is called the vision of unity, not the vision of division. Okay, And offer it to her. She knows. If you have more work, if you have certain situations, offer it to her. Tell her everything. And she'll take care. That is the path of growing into oneness with the divine. Yes, please. Oneness and sameness. Sameness, please. Very, very good question. And question has the answer in it. <laughs> so oneness means behind all the multiple differences and diversities you see the one. One is oneness. Okay? So I'll give an example. The, tear, the tiger jumps on the deer. Okay? The vision of duality will say, Oh, this stealthy tiger. Oh, poor deer. This is vision of duality. Oh, poor deer is gone. and Look at it, this tiger. But the other vision of oneness is the, the power that is giving strength to the tiger is also giving swiftness to the deer. No two powers, same power. Depending on how you utilize it or how each one utilizes it, your future will open. So when a person misuses the powers given from the one source, there cannot be two sources of power. Let's say somebody is misusing like the asura, using it for aggrandizing oneself. He will collapse under its weight. You don't have to do anything. He will collapse because he is like a person, you know what happens when you put too much air into a balloon? It will burst. So that's how the divine works, operates in the world. We have to understand how the divine works. But the same air can help you to fly. The same air can make you collapse if you, in a limited little circle, you are trying to fill with air, it will collapse. But the power is the same. There are no two powers. Love is the same. It takes different forms. In old time parents, it took the form of you are misbehaving. You are talking like this to your dad. Talak, talak. It was love, not that. But it is taking a very crude expression. <laughs> Today's times, parents try to understand child psychology, everything. This is also love. Okay? 
सो लव टेक्स वेरियस फॉर्म्स एट डिफरेंट स्टेजेस ऑफ इवोल्यूशन इन लोएस्ट क्रीचर्स लाइक पाइथन इट टेक्स द फॉर्म ऑफ डिवोरिंग लव इज द पावर दैट मेक्स वन सो सम पीपल लाइक टू destroy the other and make it one is the most distorted cruel expression but it's the same power it's not second power so to see the same power same forces at work in creation is to live in oneness now when you act people understand oneness all is god so you know i just uh, have happy camaraderie with all no it's not doesn't mean then you have to understand that how this power is manifesting itself through different forms the snake that bites is the same power not second power so when the snake comes to you you say oh it's the same power i'll put it around my neck you can if you are shiva do it but don't try doing it you know if you are lord vishnu you can even sleep over it or ganpati you can tie around the waist and dance but if you try to mess with the snake when you are human you are disturbing the balance so one of the aspects of this oneness is harmony because there is diversity there is a need for harmony otherwise the balance of creation is disturbed sameness is where i don't want diversity i want everybody to believe in the same god same religion same way of life what is it it is nothing but ego aggrandizing itself that is that's why in shurbindra yoga you see Uh, there is no one way one person approaches in one way another person in another way third person in a different way because sanatan dharma is not about sameness it's about unity in diversity but with the divine at the core this is important core is divine that's how dharma and adharma is defined we don't kill people because they belong to another religion but we stand in the way of those who are doing adharma so adharma can be you see <laughs> duryodhana is also the same religion same caste everything same family. same same family but he is on the side of adharma why adharma because he is his ambition knows no limits he wants to crush everybody for his own expansion that is adharma he is disrobing his own anybody why his own uh, sister in law he is disrobing a woman publicly he has to go for the sake of maintaining the balance of creation you can't allow this high dose of adharma adharma is a poison it has been allowed in life that's a different thing so that people can grow strong and wise so that when they face this challenge they grow strong and wise a small dose is allowed but if it, it becomes too much it becomes a threat to creation you have to destroy it but shakuni is loved by krishna hmm shakuni shakuni is shakuni is loved by krishna no 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 he is not loved by krishna krishna knew him very well please it <laughs> krishna knew very well what he is doing shakuni incidentally is the upward side shadow of krishna that's why in the gita it is said that the cleverness of the clever is also myself but what has shakni done he has used all the power of cunning and cleverness to you know to perpetuate a dharma 
So everybody, the power is the same. There are no two powers. The power of speech is the same. I can use it to create beautiful things. I can use it to destroy. Based on that, there is a cosmic law. It will take care. See, how this law operates. We don't have to worry about justice and all this. When people are very harsh, when they are very cruel, two things happen in their life. One is they lose true friends. They may have people around who are seeking power if they are a politician, but they lose true friends. They don't get true friends. They have only flatterers. And more than that, they become hollow in the heart. So they lack love. And there is nothing more dangerous or more empty in this world than lacking on this most precious vitamin, vitamin L, love. Because people lack love, they lack joy. And when they lack joy, they try to go to parties, have drugs, take liquor, do all kinds of things without... But you can't feel this. This can only be filled with love. You can't get this artificial joy. Only for a moment it will stay. Joy springs from love. When people experience love, you don't need to give anything. When a mother has a child, she is happy. Why? Because she feels love. It's not about what the child will become and what he will have, not have. Anybody, when there is love, it brings joy. That is the true source of love, joy. The moment you try artificially, it will only touch surface, pleasure. So, that way we should see one and oneness, but don't try to change everybody and think like ourselves. That's why in Shubhindra Yoga, there is no proselytization, no conversion of other. In Sanatana Dharma, there is no conversion. You don't convert people because we believe people approach in different ways. But if they do adharma, whether it is Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Christian, doesn't matter. You stand against it because it is adharma. Adharma is disturbing the balance of this creation. Yeah. One, one minute. He, he has a question. Then I'll come back. Yes. Yes. Sagunam. What? Tamogun. Yes, yes. Yes, Adharma springs from, uh, there is Rajas also in it, but extreme Tamoguna mixed with first stirring of Rajas. So it is Rajo Tamoguna, as Sri Krishna speaks about Asuri Sampada. And Rajo Sattvagun becomes Devigun or Dharma. Generally, that is true. Yes. No, that's okay. See, that is a different thing altogether. Please sit. So, that's a different thing. No, yes, I'll tell you. So, in India, in the Sanatan Dharma, we believe that, not believe, this again the oneness, that behind everything there is that divine element. In mountain, we worship mountains, worship rivers, we worship the ocean. We worship the star, the sun, the moon. What is it that we don't worship? And why not? We worship Mother Earth. Isn't it? As children, when we got up, we used to touch Earth and do like this. Because everything has divine presence. That is why it is an object of worship. Including the serpent. But this particular worship which you are referring to, 
Nag Panchmi, they worshipped Naga. This is in a different context altogether. So, serpent represents two kinds of elements. There is the dark black serpent of that uh, Mambag, Mamba snake in Africa, that kind of serpent. It uh, represents hostile forces. It can take other forms. It can take even that wheatish form. But there is this other black cobra which stands on the... Uh, yes, or an iridescent cobra, the, what is known as Nagmani. <laughs> or, or, you know, that uh, golden yellow cobra. These are symbols of evolutionary powers. That's why Shiva has it around them. So, in that sense, it's a symbol of the evolutionary energy. So, within us also, when the Kundalini awakens, it's regarded as that. So, the uh, energy which is coiled like a serpent, meaning thereby it's like a compressed zip file. That zip file opens with all the different possibilities of manifestation, comes from level to level till it goes beyond the human boundaries and enters into the Sahasrar, expands itself and becomes a hood. So it's in a symbolic way. This is not a uh, allowance to start keeping snakes in the house. That's not what it is. It's a special kind of puja done as a symbol and it has its place and meaning, but not beyond it. So it's not like pick up a snake and put around. We worship sun. That doesn't mean that, you know, I'll expose myself to extreme hot temperature. But if hot temperature comes, then we know, son, you are also God, be kind to me. I don't, uh, I won't keep a snake in the house, but if snake comes my way, so I'll say, Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. Of course, mother, we will call ma, ma, take care of, I have had such experience of with snakes and others. And when you see oneness, this is the advantage. So, when Evelenke comes from uh, the high mountains, we won't say, oh, Shiva's Prashad. We can say that. Maybe if we remember Shiva and get buried, it's Mukti. <laughs> but we will try to find a way to shelter ourselves. There are ways and means. But at the same time, we'll see behind this Evelenke and phenomena of nature, the Lord of nature. And if we can see that, it will change. Even the physical event will change course. I am actually aware of such situations. It will change course because we have seen the occult truth. Nature halts, Kali, dancing and even gods are worried. And suddenly she sees Shiva. She stops. So to see the divine behind appearances is the perfect remedy for all dangers. I can tell this to you with personal experience. This works wonderfully. You were saying something. Yes. Yes, please sit. If I need an answer from the divine, how to identify whether it is from the divine or not? I am a little bit of a indulgent child, so I don't ask for answers. I say, please do it for me or give me the strength to do it. <laughs> See, when you are with your mama, what do you say? Mama, tell me, then I will do it. Seeking answers from the divine is putting a little veil. Tell mother to do it. Make you do it. She is the strength. 
She is the power, she is the wisdom. But it's not to say that you cannot seek answers. You can seek answers. So now we come to the next level, which is one level <laughs> below. So when you seek answers, you have to be very attentive in the heart. The seat of the creator is in the heart, not in the head. Head is a very complicated machine. Its operating system, nobody knows till date, you know. Yeah, full of viruses here, there. Information. See why it has happened? Because head is always a cluttered place. From WhatsApp to daily TV channel is filled with information. So divine voice when it comes, it gets lost. It can come if you learn to quieten it. But very difficult to quieten the head. Because it's all the time teeming with. But heart, fortunately, has remained a relatively untouched place by civilization. <laughs> if anything, civilization has ignored it. All brain, brain, brain. So the heart remains still that temple where nobody really visits. So stay quiet. Now when you are wanting to hear from the divine, you should be ready to follow what the divine says. That means we have to take out all these opinions, preferences. Supposing you are saying that, you know, I sh what should I do? And the divine tells you, Give a nice tight slap. I am telling you in earnest. What will you do? Then you say, sir, it is very not a good human behavior. So you say, okay, then follow the normal psychology. I will tell you an example which happened with Amal Kiran. Not Amal Kiran. I think it was Amal Kiran only. Not Amal Kiran. Somebody else. Udar Pinto. So... There was a wealthy lady who was going in the car and Udhar Pinto was just going to enter the ashram and then he saw the driver stopped the car, one of our uh, local pondicherians and he told, Amma, I want to go inside and do pranam and um, come back. She said, okay. So, the lady kept sitting. So, Udhar Pinto had the idea of telling her that it is correctly said in the Bible that it is much more easy to make a camel pass through the eye of a needle than to make a rich man turn to God. Now you see, if he would have told you, oh my God, this is not a good thought. How can I tell her? I don't even know her. It's very rude behavior, isn't it? So he later on, he was going in the ashram, he went and met the mother. He said, mother, today I control myself. I felt like saying this, then I stopped. Mother said, I had planted this thought in your head. If you would have told this, her life may have changed. So you see, we have to quieten all these opinions, viewpoints, good behaviors, bad behavior. I'm not saying we should do bad behavior. No, that's not the idea. Imagine Arjun, what did Sri Krishna tell him? He said, Sir, I want to take sannyas. Good boy. No? Gandhiji would have been very proud. Here is a man wanting to take sannyas, non-violence, wonderful. Yes, Arjun, very good. Krishna says, you are a fool. Can you imagine how God can speak? He uses very strong terms. You are doing mithyachar. You are being a hypocrite. These are the words Krishna uses. What has overcome you? You are being weak. These are the words Krishna uses. 
योग योगेश्वर श्री कृष्णा एंड दे ओके वॉट शेल आई डू टेक द गांडी वैन फाइट द ग्रेट बैटल दिस इज द कमांड अर्जुन इज ऑल्सो परप्लेक्सड सो एटीन चैप्टर्स ऑफ गीता सो वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड दैट इफ वी वॉन्ट टू रियली रियली हियर द डिवाइन वॉइस ऑल द प्रेफरेंसेज सो फर्स्ट प्रैक्टिस इज इक्वानिमिटी my desires my this my that has to be quieted this not easy task yes yes so that's what hushed heart i'll speak about that so when you quieten the heart and are ready to follow otherwise he will not say because he knows see when the divine gives a command and we don't follow that becomes a more problematic situation as long as he allows us to lead life and is standing behind correcting things but so that's why he doesn't very frequently start speaking to us but still if we can practice inner quietude when we practice equanimity are really surrendered ready to obey the divine then we will hear it as a small indication it's not a voice like do this don't do this that is never the format in which divine operates the entire gita at the end he says i have said what i had to say now you do what you think is best at the end he will leave it to us to follow or not follow but he will not leave us suppose you have not followed still he will be with us because his love is like that so one has to be very quiet inside surrendered obedient practice of equanimity then one gets a little inner indication and that takes us to this question of from savitri from book 3 canto 2 this light that whole passage is this light comes not by struggle or by thought in the mind's silence the transcendent acts and the hushed heart hears the unuttered word but then the next few lines give us the solution how to arrive at that stage yes he says was surrender a vast surrender was his only strength so what is the sign of that surrender only he longed a greater power that lives upon the heights must act only he longed for her presence and her power and light to heal the this suffering world he gave herself to her alone so this is the inner state when we give ourselves to the divine we want nothing for ourselves but all for the world sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramaya when we want for that then the divine picks us up and when the divine touches everything becomes quiet it is by turning to the divine that the heart becomes quiet and the mind becomes quiet to give an example in a marriage function before the bride and the bridegroom have come everybody is chatting played food suddenly oh she has come she has come now everybody is now turned towards the bride for few minutes everybody is looking that side and there is quietude you go to ashram outside before entering how is this place what has happened so many changes this that 
any temple also this the hundred things you have gone with friends and oh, okay okay now we have to go inside <laughs> you leave the bag you leave the chapels you are face to face with the divine and you bow down so this consciousness we have to cultivate all the time in life not only when we go to temple not only in special moments but we have to live with the awareness of the divine presence within us around us and if we do that automatically the rest will happen it's the divine grace which brings these things they cannot be done by our own effort that's why in the beginning it is said this power comes not by struggle or by thought in the mind silence the transcendent acts the hushed heart so what makes the heart clamor desires i want this i want that this person's affection that object so heart is full of noise just as in the mind there is information overload in which truth is lost in the heart with all these strings pulling us in 100 direction the divine beloved is lost love is lost so the hushed heart hears the unuttered word a vast surrender was his only strength keep giving yourself to the divine surrendering to the divine whatever happens in life make it a way of life to continue to give now what happens when we give through writing some people speak some people sit in meditation it doesn't matter how we are forming a communication channel from our side from the divine side it is never broken that's why our journey through all the trials reaches the point where it reaches in the divine there is no division there is only oneness he knows each one of us fully but from our side we have to establish the communication so call the divine live with this idea of the divine presence within and then everything will become quiet because that's the nature of the divine i often give this example people may be having heated animated discussions suddenly there is an announcement mother is coming tell me what would you like to continue the discussion and prove a point everything will drop mother is coming you will see the futility of all this discussion and debate whether it's in the mind or there mother is coming and when she comes after she has left let us see after the darshan will you say okay let's start again it's gone <laughs> vaporized so live with that sense and all will be well yes please i can't be under it of him and life at the head from that so uh, over and over period the understanding widens but there is one line i am not uh, getting the clarity yes the joy that becomes from the yes wonderful yeah, also once i asked him ah ah yeah i was probably rushing through yes the joy that becomes yes wonderful so there is all these things which we have in this world are given by the divine for the requirement of the cosmos so let's say there are three levels at which the divine exists one is individual within us second is the cosmos universal and the third is the transcendent so each individual is given a certain now we'll talk only of joy but equally it applies to strength 
the might of all that never yet came down again you know same thing applies so we are all given something little joy little strength little knowledge little love to navigate through life and our little requirements little requirement is bit of you know everyday life must go on well i should have little food life should be happy harmonious so this much is given at the cosmic level much more because there are many things happening yogis who are shooting beyond so they get a greater joy greater strength because they have now discarded this joy and strength it's like when you go into space you have the possibility of internet you're tapping that power which is so amazing so as we leave the lesser joys we find the greater joys that's why tena taktena bunjita of the isha upanishad is not a call to asceticism no when we leave the little pleasures and along with them naturally pains of life we open the doors to a greater joy vaster joy greater strength vaster wisdom deeper love automatically still there is something which has yet not come even into the cosmos the transcendent so book 3 canto 2 is the adoration of the divine mother she is in the transcendent om anandamayi chaitanyamayi satyamayi parme so ashpati is not satisfied he has already a yogi he has experienced bliss he has experienced sachidanand but within this cosmic dimension it is like seeing the divine through a little veil and that itself is wonderful but he is not satisfied with that he wants more so what is that more the joy which has yet not come down here he says the might of all that never yet came down but there the joy is calling you from the impossible nobody can dare to go there it is calling you attracting you but very difficult impossible there it is impossible the joy that beckons calls us come 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 sir i have experienced i am very satisfied with the happiness in my life no my child come when we don't come he snatches away that happiness and we say you are so cruel anyways that's <laughs> a different story then we experience all the experiences of yoga wonderful peace joy something greater higher and we may get stuck there he says no 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 there is something still a greater mystery you have not yet seen it but i don't know of any other mystery there is so it keeps on calling keeps on calling till ultimately the mystery becomes we discover it within us so the joy of the transcendent that beckons from the impossible nobody can enter there that was the uniqueness about shirobindo nobody could enter through that door but he entered and brought down so that's why it is impossible paradoxical word and it is inexhaustible nothing can exhaust it so there will always be it is infinite so it keeps us moving further and further progressing more and more infinitely Yes, please. 
So first of all, karma is not a mechanism of reward and punishment. No divine being will do that like a CEO. Okay? Karma is a mechanism of evolution. We learn and grow. It's like I touch fire, I learn that it burns. Step one. Then I am afraid of it, shrink from it. Then I say, but it's a power, how it can be used? So I start understanding about it. Then finally, that very power which was harming me can be used to drive my aircraft into the sky. So, karma is a process of learning and growth, evolution. It's not about reward and punishment. Then what about the events of life? That's a different arrangement altogether. That's why in the Gita, you will see that when he describes karma and karma fall, based on the state of consciousness in which you do things and the results are all inner tamasic karma leads to obscurity rajasic karma leads to sukham dukham which is inside sattvic karma leads to sukham and prakasham again inside but bhagya is a different matter altogether bhagya is about the events and circumstances which is very complex machinery but even there there is a logic that operates so we are given, I'll come to that mother respect and abolition karma later. But what it means is that all the events that we meet in our life, they are meant to bring out the divine possibility inside us. We can respond to them by breaking down, by complaining, grudging. Or we can respond to them taking the challenge of life by growing in strength and wisdom. So they are arranged in such a way for each one of us. And for each, this, this one has to go through. See, cancellation of karma, what she has said is that there are some utkat karma, like somebody has committed suicide or murder. Murder is different from in war when you defend your country and you kill. But murder. So its stamp is very strong. It makes lives heavy. For few lives it chases us. Or some very dark pravarti, dush pravarti. She can remove that part from us by her grace if we sincerely call and want her to do it. Not like I want it, I love it and somehow it should happen. But that's a different mechanism. All that is happening inside. People who live by dush pravarti, they are very unhappy inside. Whatever they may look outside. So that's a different mechanism. But the events and circumstances take it like this that we are going from kindergarten to high school. Now, teacher will not do like this from kindergarten suddenly put into high school I am your mama and I am the headmistress. So, she won't do that. She will take us, prepare us, train us. And when we falter, when there is an examination and we are faltering, she will slowly whisper the answer in our ears. And supposing we are failing, she is the grand, you know, owner of this school. <laughs> she will say, my child, give some grace marks. This is not injustice, by the way. <laughs> Why this is not injustice? Because you rely on her. This is how the logic of creation operates. So, to another person, the reward is you rely only on your effort. Fair enough. She allows us freedom to do whichever way we want to navigate. 
So there we have to go through these challenges. There is no shortcut to that. There is no evolution without challenges. But we should not connect these challenges to bad karma and good karma, reward and punishment because reward and punishment don't exist. Nature doesn't operate at all as reward and punishment. Nature is not rewarding the tiger with a meaty meal of that poor deer. It's not rewarding the tiger. Nor is it rewarding the python that okay I will arrange things in for you in such a way that you just have to open your mouth and things will get sucked in. That's not a reward. If at, at all that's a punishment. So nature doesn't operate because nature is playing with forms and to each form it is providing the equipment inside to grow to the consciousness within the form to grow to next level and to next level individually and collectively. So for that the events are taking place inside. So we must learn to differentiate between inner events and outer events. Outer events are bhagya. How you meet them will create your inner events. There was a dangerous situation, Corona. I may react with fear or I may react with faith. When I react with fear, every day I am going and praying to Mother Mother, save me from this Corona, Corona. I am, what am I doing? I am doing Corona Jap. But every day if I say Corona Ma for this whole world, Okay, so this is the inner event. But outer event, Corona is there. When I do it with faith, then my life blossoms. I grow, I progress. Okay, so that is the difference. Okay, so I think uh, I'm. Tiger and deer. I was contemplating, thinking about this one day. Then suddenly I felt that this deer is so covered, it is so afraid. No, see, that is the another logic of nature. We'll close with this question because I have to rush to dispensary. Shobindu has written a poem, The Tiger and the Deer. See, if you want to understand how nature operates and creates balance, tiger is much stronger than the deer. And deer has been given swiftness. Some deers do hit, very rarely. But there are some deers, quite, they are not easy. But they can be preyed upon, but still. But you see what happens in the course of creation, long term. Which is a dwindling species, tiger or deer. Nature doesn't allow. If, whether it's a human society group or an individual or an animal, if it starts becoming a predator, which threatens the balance of nature, nature will take care that it goes away. And nature has her ways and means, anything and everything. Nature is amoral. She doesn't act based on good, bad. She does what is the right thing, the true thing, impelled by the deeper truth and does it. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay.